welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Let's start today with a verse from 2 Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. Such is the confidence we have toward God through Christ. Not that we are adequate in ourselves so as to consider anything as having come from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So what does that mean? In this Second Corinthians verse, Paul is explaining that following the letter of the law is a shallow external conformity to the commands of the law and not an internal faith and belief. Think Pharisees. The Pharisees were rebuked for following, swallowing a camel, but straining out a net. They were hypervigilant over little things like going after a net, but ignoring the big need like forgiveness from sin. They tithed cumin, but their sacrifices to God were empty. They observed rites and ceremonies to the letter, but missed the spiritual significance of its intent to demonstrate their need for a savior. They had adhered to the letter of the law, but entirely missed its meaning, which was to make a person recognize his sinfulness and total inability to reach the law's required perfection. Anyone who relied on the law for salvation would die, i.e., the letter of the law kills, as noted in the verse. Paul admitted his own inability to reach perfection after he was saved, seeing in hindsight his adherence to the law was only shallow works that meant nothing to God. It was all rubbish. Paul further explains in Galatians, here he is reteaching the Galatians that justification is by faith alone, apart from the works of the law of Moses. Legalistic Jews had insisted that Christians keep the Mosaic law, and their stance had confused the Galatians, so that's why Paul was reteaching. Galatians 2.19 says, For through the law I died to the law that I might live for God. Barnes notes says of the verse that by contemplating the true character of the law of Moses itself, by considering its nature and its design, by understanding the extent of its requisitions, he had become dead to it. That is, he had laid aside all expectations of being justified by it. Or if you're Italian like me, the law is dead to me. It's all of grace. Knowles in the Bible guide says, the key question is this, did they receive the Holy Spirit by following the law or by receiving the gospel? And if keeping the law can achieve salvation, why did Jesus go to the cross? The answer is, of course, that they have come to spiritual life only through the death of Jesus and faith in the gospel. 
I'm reminded of the Dagon incident of 1 Samuel 5. Dagon was a false deity in the form of a half-man, half-fish. He was supposedly the father of Baal. The Philistines were feeling joyful because they'd captured the Ark of the Covenant, and they put it in their temple next to Dagon. When they got up the next morning, the Dagon statue was on its face. So they set it right. The next morning, the Dagon statue's trunk was in its place, but the head and hands had been cut off and were on the threshold. Ooh, gulp. They were so spooked. The verse says, This is why the priests of Dagon and all who enter the house of Dagon do not tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod to this day. 1 Samuel 5 5. So whether it's a false god as a fish or any other image, it's empty. Clinging to the law as a work for salvation is just as empty as that mere block of wood that Dagon was. People have been trying since Cain to approach God in the way they want to, not in the way he demands. The Gentiles think they will be heard for their many words repeated in prayers. The modern version of this is contemplative prayer, or for Catholics, penance, which is repeating the same prayer a certain number of times, or doing a work or making an offering. The Judaizers thought that works like circumcision were the pathway to God. The modern version of this is Oprah's good works and generosity religion being one among many pathways to God. Oprah has said, there are many paths to what you call God. Her path might be something else, and when she gets there, she might call it light, but her loving and her kindness and her generosity if it brings her to the same place it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she calls it God or not. Well, we know this is false. Mystics think that pursuing wisdom and higher knowledge will get them to God. Like Satan said to Eve in the garden, you will be wise. Satan is the originator of all the paths to God that are not Jesus. And he recycles them over and over. Why? because they're successful on the unwary. There are two religions, Jesus as the one way to God and all the others, which are Satan's. In those ways, Satan has twisted even the New Testament's gospel into a killing letter. Matthew Henry has said, even the New Testament will be a killing letter if shown as a mere system or form and without dependence on God the Holy Spirit to give it quickening power. Look up 2 Timothy 3.5, the verse that says, Some people cling to a form of godliness, but denies its power. So Satan is still recycling old errors. Faith is through grace alone. Beware of twisting even the good and great gospel into mere rites and ceremonies and form letters. The power of the Spirit quickens us, enlivens us, gives us power and might to live according to all that is holy and right. I'll end with the same as I began from the 
2 Corinthians verse, such is the confidence we have toward God through Christ. This has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.